0: Our next guest, the book "Rebuilt Faith: A Handbook for Skeptical Catholics." Tom Corcoran back on the show. Hey, Tom. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on this well, morning. This is uh, this is interesting. So, I mean, the whole I, I I say world-renowned. I mean, rebuilt series in a way that you're, you're writing with Father Michael White. I mean, it's really touched the lives of of millions.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great honor to be able to write and hopefully influence people and you know build God's kingdom through through our writing. So. Uh, yeah, we've we've had some people read our books. Yeah,
0: yeah. So target market here on this book is a skeptical Catholic. Uh, kind of phrase for me, what what a skeptical Catholic is.
1: Yeah, I think you know, especially people maybe who we start the book by people who maybe grown, you know, feel like they've kind of lost lost engagement in the church, maybe because of all the things that are going on, you know, different maybe either a personal experiences they've had with you know uh, religious or or just a bad church experience or know, maybe some of the scandals in the church and that kind of thing. We try to come back to, you know, at, at the beginning, it's all about Jesus, and Amen. the church is about Jesus. And then, so the first kind of—it's a 40-day reflection broken into six weeks. So the first week, it's just like, let's go back to the person of Jesus, and then we can build our faith from there. So that's kind of familiar with the person who's wanting to ref- also refresh and renew their faith. And um, so, you know, we start back in you know, the very basic— about
0: Jesus. Well, what, what do you do when someone says, well, what about that? Or I don't agree with that. And what about this? That, that, how do you steer them then?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, again, first of all, I, I think there's two ways. One, I think a lot of times it's, it's about Jesus, and we want to go to what Jesus said, and if we can start there and, and then believe with that, then everything flows from, from that and what, yeah. you know, the established church and all those kind of things. Uh, I think the second thing, you know, a lot of times is, I think Fulton Sheen said about Ninety percent of what people, you know, believe about yeah. the Catholic Church—why they don't join it—isn't true in the begin with. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. I think a lot of things people are like. Yeah, what about like? Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't like that either, and yeah. that I don't think Jesus likes that either, and or or that's just not true. It's just not true. So, I think that's sort of for me most of the way in which we talk. We can talk about it. the good news is so good. I just wish everybody believed
0: it. I was on a plane once, and I remember a guy. Um, we were kind of talking. I was going out to do a mission. He says, "What do you do?" And I kind of told him a little bit, and he says, "You know, I've been I've been reading a little bit about the Catholic Church." I said, "Oh boy, this is going to be fun, right? We're, we're just about to take off, and uh, boy was it!" Uh, you know, he kind of went into and he was naming you know, a lot of the scandals and everything, and different popes. You know, he was going through. So I, I figured, you know, you can argue with this guy, or I could one up him, and so I did. I one upped him, in... and. and all of the the bad popes and all of the things you know that he's you know I'm telling him about these stories and all this kind of stuff and I remember he was just kind of quiet you know like he he wasn't combative or anything and he kind of asked me afterwards he's like well what, why are you Catholic right and and it would just it started the whole conversation with me going back to again what what I think you're focusing on Jesus right I talked to him a little bit about the Eucharist I talked to him about you know, those sorts of things you know because we can live in a world that can have a lot of excuses and and we as Catholics aren't supposed to go. Well, yeah, that was that's okay, or make excuses for it. Say no, there's there's some bad people in the world, right? But but let me tell you about a God who's come to redeem us, who's come to save us, right? And it just flips the the conversation. So I just love what you're doing here. You're, you're going to the core of what matters most, and that's that's a person, that's God.
1: Yeah, and so the, the book is really about, and that, that's exactly right. Like there's all that stuff out there, but coming back to the person of Jesus, and then how do we follow Jesus? And what did he call us to do? Yeah. And we, you know, we talk about the next five weeks are sort of the steps of discipleship that we talk about here at our parish in Baltimore, and say, here's how we can come to know Jesus better, and our lives can reflect Him through, you know, talk about serving and through growing in generosity and being engaged in Christian community and our, our prayer, and then as we grow in faith, to share that with others. So the next five weeks are about, yeah, it's about that relationship with Jesus, and we'd like to say about all these kind of ways we grow that. They're personal and corporate, that we grow personally in our faith through what we're talking about in the book, but it also builds up the body of Christ. It builds up the church, and they go hand in hand. And, you know, we, we can't separate those two. They, they, they always go together. It's about building us up personally and building up the body of Christ in community.
0: I love how you talk about kind of that uh, nagging kind of feeling that is uh, kind of haunting many today when it comes to what I've said is, is kind of a crisis of meaning or reason or purpose. And many uh, have described it as, as exactly that kind of this nagging, like I, I want more. I'm not satisfied. I'm looking for more. It's kind of an empty kind of heart. I've heard people talk about loneliness before and all of that. And, and what you say is that, that 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 that's a call from God, right? That's 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 where the that's where we begin. That's a call from God to. To, to give you more because that's what god wants for us more connectedness more friendships holy friendships greater purpose and serving and loving others and giving uh which is which is like you know which is right right we're the foundation of, of what you guys are working with
1: yeah definitely i think that that sense of purpose comes when i know um again obviously drawn into a relationship with jesus and what he has for me and you know, we we talk about that especially, I think, in, in our this, the, the second week kind of reflection, especially thinking about Moses' journey, and how you know, he is called into a higher purpose. And again, we, we talk about serving as one of our ways we grow closer to Christ, yeah. and, but we can serve in our church, we can serve in our families, but also seeing our work as a way in which we serve and fulfill our purpose. And we talk about how Moses kind of gets called into that, and some principles there as well to help us see our work as a way to serve God and others.
0: Uh, Give us maybe uh, one of the days or one of your favorite days, because you got 40 here, just something to to think about here as we go about our day, can you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I love the first week the most about Jesus, and partly I just come back to, I don't have the day memorized, but one of the days where... Just talk about, do you like, uh, you know, actually I'll go to this one, because one of my favorite stories is day two or three is the story of the rich young man. And we walk through that story. And to me, what I love about the rich young man story, you know, maybe people know it, maybe they don't, but at the end, the rich young man walks away from Jesus. And then Peter says, hey, wait a minute. We just did what that guy couldn't do. We left everything and followed you, Jesus. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to follow you? And, and, you know, Jesus then promises, look, anything you've given up for me, you will receive a hundredfold. And So one question we all ask is, is Jesus really the Son of God? But then, is it worth it to follow Jesus? I think that's a desire for everyone in our heart. We want to give our lives to something that matters, mm-hmm. or that in the end is going to be worth it. And Jesus says, oh, yeah, it'll be worth it. So I, I love... I guess there's a day in two, two and three where we kind of work our way through that story. That's, those are probably my two favorite chapters. Yeah,
0: it's worth it. Amen, right? And, and, and again, those kind of questioning back and forth, you know, is this, is this what I've been looking for all along? Because what we say, you know, in our faith is, is that, you know, happiness isn't found in a, in a what or a thing or a moment or an event, as good as it might be in this life. It is found, our truest fulfillment is found with the encounter with the Lord Jesus. That, that's where it is, right? It's it's not in this or that. It's in the encounter with the Lord Jesus. And I like what you say. Listen to him. What does he have to say? Where does he steer us? Well, we know he steers us to a church. We see that built on the apostles. This is the community that he poured himself out into that went out and poured themselves out into other communities. And, and I like what you guys say here towards the end of the book as well Is it's time to join one or at least maybe think about joining one. Uh, you guys have built quite the community there uh in maryland i 'll tell you that and you still you still have people from around the world coming to see you guys
1: yeah we have, We actually just had some uh people from Luxembourg and Germany and Austria last week coming and visited us yeah. so uh yeah it's, it's that 's fun it's a it's not an everyday occurrence, but it is really enjoyable that people do come and see our church and what we 're doing we're yeah. we 're trying to present the gospel and you know i think uh to our generation in a way that speaks to our generation. Um so yeah we do have that happen.
0: Well if uh, if I'm ever in the area I'm going to come by and I want you to take me out to lunch. Uh,
1: sure. Absolutely. Okay. You
0: got to you got to pay
1: though.
0: I'm sorry. You got to pay.
1: All right. All right. All, right. all right. all right. Deal. We try to be hospitable, so I'm
0: right. sorry. <laughs> hey, you're a good man. Keep those books churning, man. You guys are helping uh, many, many souls out there. Uh, Rebuilt Faith, a handbook for skeptical Catholics 40 days to uncover what matters. Co author Tom Corcoran and Father Michael Wake. God bless you, Tom. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you, John. Have a great Thanksgiving.
0: All right. A good man there. Love having Tom on and the work that he and Father Michael do.